0: Galatians chapter four verses three to seven. This is what the Word of the Lord says. Even so, when we were children, we were in bondage under the elements of the world. I'm going to go through this nice and slowly because uh, I want to make sure we get this. The Scriptures here telling us that at one point we were enslaved under the conditions that this world has produced, like. The whole thing created a situation for us where we were not free, where we were enslaved, where we were put under what he describes here as bondage. You can think of the word bondage as enslavement. Anytime you hear that in this scripture, you can hear hear it and say, ah, they're enslaved. They're not able to do the thing. They're not at liberty. They're not free. They don't have their own mind. They don't have their own abilities. Yes, they're under somebody else's authority. And if the scripture says that the authority you were under was the elements of the world. You were under that control. Uh, verse 4 says, but when the fullness of time was come, or put another way, when it was due time, when it was the right time, when it was the appropriate time, The scripture says, God sent forth his son made of a woman. Who are we talking about? None other than Jesus. We're talking about God sending his son, Jesus, made under the law, under the same conditions you were not free, under the same conditions you were enslaved, Jesus was born. The situation you couldn't free yourself from, Jesus was born into it. With the same restrictions and problems But he managed the whole thing without sin That's the fundamental difference So verse 4 says But when the fullness of time came Only when it was the right time Somebody just say the right time He didn't come before He came at the right time for you and me Hallelujah, glory to God. I'm going somewhere. Please be patient with me. Made, God sent forth his son, made of a woman under the law. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 5, to redeem them that were under the law. Our problem is that while we were under the law, we were always getting in worse debt under the law. I don't know if you've ever heard of those um, uh, payday loans. Oh, these are one of the worst things one of the worst tricks um, conceived and put on a society. You say to yourself, ah, I would love, my payday is three days away, but I need some cash right now. If somebody would lend me $300, I'd happily pay a $100 fee to get the 300. The problem being is that as soon as you pay that 400 back, the next paycheck, you're asking for 400. And they are asking for another hundred on top of the 400 you're getting. Meaning you're getting further and further in debt to the problem that you created in the first place. Uh, This is what it is to be born under the law. You're getting worse and worse in debt and you have no way of getting out of it. Uh, Here's the thing that Jesus did. I love the song we sang. Look what Jesus did when he washed me. That song we sang. I, I love it. thank you so much. My Caribbean roots were, were, made, were made good. I, I love that song. Look what Jesus did when he washed me. I just all I was missing was the was the uh, look what Jesus did when he washed me. My point here being Jesus came in under the same conditions you and I were in. Except for he comes in and he's not in debt at all. He doesn't need to loan any money to any, from anybody at all. In fact, he is not only debt free, but he comes in born with more money than he can spend. Yes. And so he goes around looking for people who have found themselves in debt over and over and over and over again every week. Every month you've got yourself worse and worse And Jesus is saying I've got enough to cover you (laughs) Look does the scripture say Verse 5 To redeem them That's what the scripture says To redeem those that were under the law To redeem those that couldn't fix their problems under the law He came in to save you That were indebted to the law You're in debt You can't pay your way out of it. The interest, even if you took the interest out, you still couldn't pay. (laughs) If you took the interest payments out, you still couldn't get ahead. And Jesus said, let me redeem. Let me pay. Let me take care of it. Uh, Verse 5, to redeem them that were under the law that we might receive. What is he doing all this redemption for? that we might receive adoption of sons. He's not just wanting to make you debt free. He wants to make you debt free and make you part of the family. (laughs) Are you seeing this? He loves you this much that he's saying, I don't want to just pay your bills. I want you to be in my family. (laughs) That way, if you mess up again, The credit is already taken care of. The credit line is right there for you. (laughs) You're part of the family now. (laughs) We have it in in absolute buckets. We have this money, we have this credit. You might be saying, "Well, well, how does Jesus simply not being in sin, make him have so much credit to pay everybody else? The problem is, is that the wages of sin is death right that's what the real issue is for us the wages of sin is death that's what the scripture tells us but what happens imagine what happens if somebody who has no sin receives death you've paid for something that you didn't owe. that's what the cross is about the cross is about jesus dying when you had no right to him the cross is about Jesus' death when he shouldn't have died He didn't have sin, so he didn't deserve death. So now, we owe Jesus. Death literally owes Jesus because it took a life that it wasn't supposed to take. So if you take a life that you're not supposed to take and that life just happens to exist in eternity, if that life just happens to be eternal, if that life just happens to be everlasting to everlasting. How in the world do you pay that back? How do you pay back a debt? So how do you pay it back? You go after his, you go to the family. If there's any debt, you know what? We, we owe Jesus too much. So if you're a part of his family. I've given all my stuff away. If you're a part of his family. Yes. I've got like five scriptures to get to this point, if you're a part of his family yes. you see what I mean if you're a part of his family, they're going to say, well death's going to have to say, well we owe your family too much as it is. Amen. The fact that you have a little bit of debt doesn't mean anything to me. Amen. And you know what Jesus said in John 3:16, "He died for the sins of the world, yes. which means he has enough eternity to cover everything I got too excited please, please got right to the end of the scripture here. Verse, Galatians, go, go back to Galatians chapter three, chapter four, excuse me, verse five. To redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive adoption of sons, or another way to say that, just in case, again, I said this last week, just in case you're worried about the masculine and feminine usage here, it's the adoption of children. All of you get this brothers, sisters, everybody. Yes. Like I said, I'm happily the bride of Christ. I know, it, I know it doesn't sound right, but in the church, I am his bride. Right? So verse 5 says, to redeem them that were under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons. And, he beca- and because ye are sons, God hath sent forth the spirit of his son, into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Last week we talked about what Abba means. Abba means Father in Aramaic. So what is he saying? The Spirit of Christ comes into our hearts and cries, Father, Father. (laughs) Imagine now you are in debt (laughs) and your family says, actually, Um, I'm going to speak for this person And I'm crying Father, Father Just to let you know which family they're associated with That we always get our debts paid Because of who our Father is So you pray a prayer And your prayers I'm sure are sincere I don't mean to take away from your prayer life I'm sure you've got it down But the voice that the Father is hearing Isn't necessarily just yours The scripture tells us that the spirit comes into our hearts you, and cries, Father, Father. So it doesn't matter really how crazy your prayer is getting. He hears the voice of his son. And so because you're adopted, he assumes you're a son. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's listen to this. Read this again. Thank you, Jesus. Because ye are sons, God hath sent forth the spirit of his son because you got adopted, because you got pulled into his family. He doesn't want to see any difference between you and who Jesus is. It's amazing, it's absolutely insane because I know that I am the exact opposite of who Jesus is. I'm not trying to be, I'm trying to be more like him, but I know I'm coming up short. I know I'm coming up short. But So what he does is, when you're coming up short, fine, let the spirit of Jesus come into my heart and cry for me and say, Father, Father, you know what it's designed to do? It's designed to, to completely outmatch whatever the deficit is. So if I can't be just like Jesus, his voice cries out in such a way that it just sounds like Jesus anyway. He makes up whatever the difference is in me verse 6 and because ye are sons God hath sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts crying abba father or father father verse 7 wherefore in this reason thou art no more a servant so it started off this thing saying we were enslaved that's how we started off this whole verse saying you were enslaved you were bondage Under the elements of this world I started off saying that because it was important To know where you get to And where you've come from We started off being enslaved He pays the price Adopts me into the family And according to verse 7 Wherefore Therefore thou art no more You're not enslaved anymore In fact You are a son And if a son if you are in fact a son, then an heir of God through Christ. You get adopted so securely that Jesus calls you and says, I'm, You're not allowed to refer to yourself as being enslaved anymore. That's not who you are. You are not that thing anymore. You're something else because the son is crying out for you. The sun is in your heart crying out for you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. There was a, a, an American abolitionist by the name of Harriet Tubman, I think her name is. I have a quote from her, can I read this quote? This is what she said. She, was, she grew up in enslavement and she was eventually free. She gave, became one of the, the, the great abolitionists of, the, of that particular era. She said, I grew up like a neglected weed, ignorant of liberty having no experience of it she was enslaved and she didn't know what freedom would even look like (laughs) she had no idea what it would be for her she had no idea or concept of what it would mean to be able to do whatever she wanted to do in freedom because she was born into it the problem today isn't the fact that there is a savior and they've rejected it The problem today is that people are in bondage and don't realize it, and don't fully experience and understand what it is to be free. And so when the opportunity for freedom comes, they miss it because they don't understand the condition they're in. This is the second quote I pulled from what she said. Now I've been free, I know what a dreadful condition slavery is. I have seen hundreds of escaped slaves, but I never saw one who was willing to go back and be a slave. What she's saying is that enslavement was so bad, but I didn't realize it. That's how she started it. And then she says, now that I'm out, I'm realizing that no one wants to go back. That's who we are. Now that we've realized we are free, I do not want to go back. Like, I'm going to do anything not to go back to that. Yes. There is no chance. I've tasted wow. freedom. Oh,
1: yes, is freedom. Oh,
0: <laughs> there is no way I'm going back to there. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. you know, it's funny, it, it wasn't great for people when they, when they uh, I, I know more of the Jamaican history of, of, of this period than I do of the American one. But it was, no, it was definitely not the case that anybody who left was ever trying to get back. Like, no matter what the conditions were, for the Jamaicans, they ran into the mountains and it was terrible, difficult to work out a living in the mountains. And no matter how bad it was, you were never trying to go back to what you got out of. Like, there is no chance we're going back there. And for us who have got this new liberty in Christ Jesus, we don't care how bad it gets for us. We know that we're just not going back there. I prefer to starve here then be full over there. <laughs> Amen? Verse 7, Wherefore thou art no more servant, but a son, a child of God, a daughter of God. Thank you, Jesus. And an heir of God through Christ Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want to go to another scripture that enforces this. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, verses 14. You'll see the almost the exact same language used. Romans chapter 8. I was reading some of this last week. Romans chapter 8, verse 14. Sir, could you read that for me, please?
1: (laughs) For as many as were led by the Spirit of God.
0: Notice again that this notion of freedom, this notion of adoption comes with the presence of the Spirit. We've got to seek the Spirit. Go after Him in His presence. You're led here by the Spirit, but we need this indwelling Spirit too. We need this to be in us. Regurg- rejuvenating us, moving us, inspiring us we'll Keep going sir as
1: many as were led by the spirit of God Yes They are the sons of God
0: If you are led by it Meaning if you, where he goes, you go <laughs> That doesn't just mean you just had an occasion with him You've got to be led by him Meaning you know whether he wants you to go left or right You've got to have that kind of relationship with the spirit And many are led by
1: by the spirit of God, Yes. They are the sons
0: of God. You're the children of God. You just follow the urge and the unction of the Spirit, you become the child of God. Let's keep going.
1: Four, verse 15. If you not, not received the spirit of bondage
0: again, a... here's that word bondage again. Enslavement. Remember that word means enslavement. You have not received the Spirit to become enslaved. Yes, yes, yes. That's not why you receive the Spirit. You are not going from one type of enslavement to another type of enslavement. You are leaving enslavement for liberty, freedom. Amen, let's keep going.
1: For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, Yes. but ye have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Father,
0: Father. <laughs> the, the spirit again, this is another scripture telling us again that the scripture is telling us the spirit is crying, Father, yes, Father. father. Uh, that's what happens. I don't know if you ever, I did this more with my mom than I did with my father. But I used to, Saturday morning, if I was lucky, I used, to say, I used to cry out to my mom to bring me breakfast in bed. It was, if I was lucky, I learned that if I didn't call her name in the exact right way, there was no chance it was gonna happen. I had a technique down that I had, I had honed over many, many years to, if the tone wasn't right, you can mess up and you end up making breakfast for her and you. <laughs> But if you get the tone just right, and you're pleading in just the right way, you can get mom to get you breakfast in bed on a Saturday morning, it was the very best. However, if you didn't get the tone right, what am I saying all that to say? Jesus needs to speak for you. Get the tone right. You you, you don't say it right. You're gonna end up worse than you, like Jesus needs to say it for me. I need you to speak, need to ask for this, I know what I've said I want, but yes. I need you saying this thing in the right way, yes. yeah. otherwise I'm going to mess the whole thing up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I don't even know what to pray for as I ought, the Scripture yes. says, yes. but the Spirit, yes. thank makes you Jesus, yes. makes intercession for us. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Scripture tells us that I don't even know really how to pray.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: That's why the Holy Spirit is so important, amen? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Verse 15, if you can read that again for me.
1: For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption. Yes. Whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Spirit of
0: adoption, yes. Yes, sir.
1: For the spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of
0: God. So, what is the spirit doing in your heart? It's trying to make sure you know. It is confirming and reaffirming with you. You are in fact the child of God. Your spirit's gonna keep telling you, you know what, I'm not sure if I'm up to this. I'm not sure if I'm qualified. I'm not sure if I'm good enough. And the spirit continues to bear witness. Like your heart is deceitful. We talked about this. A wicked above all things, right? So your heart is telling you one thing. You know what, you're still enslaved. You know what, you are still out there. You know what, you are not good enough. You know what, you are not ready. You know what, you are not qualified. And the spirit is saying, you are a child of God. He's bearing witness in your soul. You are a child of God. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. are. I am a child of God. And I've got to listen to what it's saying because it's asking and saying it just right. Amen verse 16 the
1: spirit itself bearing witness with our spirit that we are the children of god
0: you are the children of god and it's bearing witness it is there as a testimony for you this is like being in a court situation and there's one person who's seen it all i was there that person's innocent that person is the child of god that person is right he's bearing witness for you thank you jesus I love being a child of God. I'm confident saying it. Why? Because I'm the one who's saying it? No, because the Spirit told me I am. Hallelujah. This isn't a condition, or conclusion I came to. This is a conclusion that the Spirit came to.
1: And I have no choice
0: but to agree
1: with my whole heart.
0: Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Let's read verse 16 again
1: the spirit of self witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. If you're the children of God,
0: the, question, the next question I have, if I'm a child of God, that means I, des- I, by definition, have benefits coming to me. Like, if I'm a child, I should have benefits coming to me from my parents because I'm a child. So, what is it going to say in verse 17? And if children. If you are a child of God,
1: then heirs.
0: Then you are an heir of God too. You get to inherit the same thing Jesus inherits. It doesn't seem fair, I know. It doesn't seem even right, I know, because we know who we are. But the the layup has been made already. God, this scripture has been telling us you're a child of God, the spirit bearing witness. So if you're a child, you're an heir. Let's keep going.
1: And if, and if children, then heirs. Heirs of God. Yes. And joint heirs with
0: Christ. Her, I get to be a joint heir with whatever the whatever the will says. For Jesus, it has to say for me. <laughs> Let's keep going. Okay, you don't get it. Let's keep going. And you, joint Jesus. heirs with Christ. Yes.
1: If so be that we suffer with him. Yes. That
0: we may be also glorified together. Amen. So if he gets glorification, so when he got up from the grave, the scripture tells us that he put on a new body. (laughs) And the Corinthians tells us that we're going to have the same thing happen to us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I get the same inheritance he gets. Let's go to um, 1 John chapter 3, uh, verses 1 through 3, I believe it is. 1 John, that's the, the epistle of 1 John, not St. Not John, but 1 John, chapter 3, okay. verses 1, and we're going to read through verse 3. Behold. Here, the, 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 uh, John, this is the same person who wrote the gospel of John, is saying, Behold, I need you to get this.
1: What manner of love the Father has
0: bestowed upon us. There's a, a kind of love that we've been given, and I don't think you understand how much love it is. Like. We, it's, it's different it's, it's different Let's keep going
1: Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us That we should be called the sons of God And I've kind of been
0: expressing the same thing As I've been preaching this message Because I can't believe that I'm going to get the same inheritance It doesn't even seem fair It doesn't seem even right But this again is reinforcing that again Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be even called. Like he's not even going he's not even going so far yet to say that we are. He's saying, just to be called that is crazy, right? It's a little bit out there. But this is what we are. We're the sons of God, and we're the children of God. Keep going.
1: Therefore the world knoweth us not, yes, because it knew him not.
0: So there's a couple of things to be aware of when you become children of God. They won't recognize who you are because they never recognized who he is. If the voice of the Spirit is speaking so loud through you that it's making the same sound it did that it did for Jesus, how are they gonna recognize who you are if they don't recognize who he is? Like that voice is shouting just as loud for you as it should be for him, and they're not gonna recognize the voice of the shepherd through you the same way they didn't recognize the voice of the shepherd through him. So they're not going to recognize you. Yes, you're going to be off for the world, but you're going to be right on target for Him. Yes, sir. It's not going to look right to them, but it's going to look perfect for Him. Yes, keep reading to verse two. verse two.
1: Beloved, now are we the sons? Uh, oh,
0: you're not just called the sons of God. This isn't just a title. This isn't just what we we think we are. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This isn't what we assume we are. You are. Let's keep reading.
1: Beloved, now are you the sons of God? Now are
0: you the children of God?
1: You are that right now.
0: This isn't what you're aspirationally getting towards.
1: This isn't what you're
0: working towards. This isn't what you're saving for. This is what you are right now. And you're saying, well, there's such a difference between me and him. Well, have a guess what the spirit tells me different because it speaks in just the right way. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. I lost my spot. Yes, sir. Go, go through that again, sir. Yes, sir.
1: That we should be called the sons of
0: God. That we should what manner of love? Yes, sir.
1: Therefore, the world knoweth us not, because it knew him
0: not. <laughs> Doesn't recognize us. Doesn't recognize him.
1: Yes, sir. Beloved, now are we the sons of God? It's right
0: now that we are the sons of God.
1: And it does not yet appear what we shall be.
0: But there's some part that's still to come. Yes.
1: But we know yes, that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is.
0: So that same resurrected Christ that was going to be, we're going to get the same type of body, we're going to get the same kind of benefit. Why? Because we are children of God. If you're not convinced yet you're a child of God, I'm adopted. I know Jelf and Gloria gave birth to me, but I'm adopted. They raised me, supported me, gave me everything I knew, but I got an adoption too. We got an adoption. And I am heir to that too. Glory to God. Hallelujah, glory to God. I got one more scripture, I think. Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1, and I'm going to get out your way. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 4 through 6. Ephesians chapter 1. I'm going to just reinforce this idea that you are children of God. You are born into the kingdom of God. You get the benefits of the kingdom. Thank you, Lord Jesus, when you receive his spirit. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 4 through 6.
1: According as he has chosen us.
0: This wasn't
1: a a haphazard thing.
0: Like the fact that you are adopted into his family was not just by the roll of a dice. It wasn't a haphazard event it wasn't a, it wasn't a secondary kind of plan that was put in place it wasn't a like oh i lost them let me go grab you you were the plan you were the plan, you were the plan. like you keep thinking that you're here because your family was here no 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 you were the plan they were the plan too but you were the plan too like, don't just think, ah, I was just. I looked out because my mom was just so dedicated. Yes, that's true. Your mom was dedicated and your mom was saved. But you were on his mind too. You were part of the destiny too. I know what it's like to be dragged to church when you wanted to do everything else. I know exactly what that feels like. And you thought, and you thought while you were being dragged to church, why won't I get released from this torture? Right? But then at some point you realize this is exactly what I needed. Like at some point it became realized that I need to be a child of God too. You go from being enslaved to being free. Let's keep going. So what does it say?
1: According to as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world.
0: So Jesus had this plan in place for you. The Lord himself had the plan in place for you. Before he made the world. Yes, yes, Before he made the world. <laughs> Do you know how much forethought that is? Like think about it. You know what the most romantic jest, I realize what the most romantic jest in my wife thinks of for me, for her, is when I think about something ahead of time. Like I didn't just throw it together. Like I've been planning this for a while. Like it doesn't even matter if it's just flowers. To me, that's just just flowers. I was thinking about you, and I brought it to a moment that's romantic, right? <laughs> I want you to think of now, how about how much the Lord loves you, that before He made the world, before He made Earth before he thought of gravity, before He thought of the sun and the stars. He says, let me bring this into position for you. Oh, that, if that's not love, I don't know what is. Uh, uh, verse, read that verse for me again,
1: please. as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love.
0: Man, before the world was even thought about, He chose you to be to be adopted into his family. He loved you that much. It's almost like the plans were in reverse. He thought about you first, then says, "Well, how do I put everything in place to make sure that they're right where I need them to be?" Like it's not the earth that came and I was just a secondary thought. I was thought of first, and then the earth came to make me where I am. That's love. Let's keep going. This was destiny for you. This was absolutely destiny for you. Let's keep going, sir. Having
1: predestinated us until the adoption of the children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will.
0: This, why did he do all this? It was his, it was his absolute pleasure. It was his, like, the cross was his pleasure, yes. Creating the heaven and the earth was his pleasure, yes. Making sure that you got where you are right now, it was his pleasure. The thing that pleased him is you. You were the plan. You were the point. You could think of the earth as being, well, I just wanna create something beautiful. No, it was for the pleasure of you. It was just to be pleased by you. And I want you to understand that this is a privilege and an honor to be chosen to be children of God because he has chosen you. Before he decided what the colour of spectrum of light would be, he chose you. Uh, before he decided that iron,
1: calcium, he thought
0: about you. And I'm here to say that this is the joy of salvation. This is why I can't go back. This is why I can't go back to being under the elements of the world, why I will not be enslaved, because I am loved, I am free. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. Thank you, Lord Jesus.